Okay, good evening. So, last week, uh, we talked about the Pasuk of Lachem, and we went through at length um, that, that, that for, we actually said that the Torah says it's, it's Lachem, and therefore the Gemara and Beitzu, we went through the Gemara and Beitzu, the Rosh, the Ra, and all the sugyas of Lachem allows us to cook for Jews, Lachem below for Nachem, and also by club, you, you can't cook for dogs, we discussed that as well, the two Limudim and the Gemara, um, and we mentioned that the, the Shulchan Aruch, the Chavetz Chaim, the Aruch HaShulchan hold to cook for a guy would be an Isra de Raisa. So if you cook, even though for a Jew it's 100% permitted to cook, to cook a Yom Tif, cooking for a guy, cooking for a Jew is an Isra de Raisa. Um, cooking so, by a Jew for a guy. Cooking for, by a Jew for a guy is an Isra de Raisa. We also have an Isra de Rabbanan to even invite a guy. And we discussed why that was the case. Unless you cook in his honor, you'll cook more for him. And do an Israel Deraisa, cook for a guy. Then we had a bomb. We saw the Chavetz Chaim said that a Jew who is Mechal Shabbos prefer has it publicly desecrates a Shabbos, it's us to cook for them as well. Because they have a Din Ka'akom, um, which is shock of shocks. And we discussed, we started last week, and I said that we have two major topics, uh, really three topics. Um, We'll do one topic tonight, and two of them are pushed to next week, just simply because it's too much. I realized that this afternoon, as I was going to be otherwise be here for two hours, and uh, uh, so the three topics I left off last week after we discussed that. And for those hearing this class and didn't hear it last time, I would on, on, online, I would recommend hearing the first class. Uh, the three cop- topics we discussed is let's say somebody's in the process of the garris. Could you invite a potential gear to your house? Uh, could you invite a potential gear to your house? Uh, to enjoy Yom Tov meal, to learn a Yom Tov meal. Certainly Yom Tov is important. Number two is perhaps today, we discussed this very difference in Tinek Shanishba, that a Jew who doesn't know better, or, or for cure purposes, how many people have Sadarim cure purposes, so what is the status of Tinek Shanishba? Uh, and we know, that, we know that all the cure organizations, that people invite guests for Yom Tov, it doesn't make a difference if they're Tinnik Shanishba or not, right? Do you have to cook all the food before Yom Tif? Could you cook food for them on Yom Tif? What are the parameters of that? And the third case was the most tragic case. We said, let's say somebody is not Tinnik Shanishba. Uh, they grew up in B'nai Brak. They went to Cheder Ch- and Yeshiva and then left the Derech, right? Is there any hatha to cook for such a Jew with some Chalashat for Hazel on Yom Tif? Because they are no Tinnik Shanishba, right? They know better. So what's the parameter that we're tonight going to do the Gerim kids. Uh, people who are in the middle of Geris, could you cook for them? Could you invite them? Uh, next week, we're going to do this. So in order to do next week, we have to go to what Satinik Shanishba and Halacha. Is it applicable today? Right? What if a person's intermarried? Right? Maybe they don't know about Shabbos, but we all know about intermarriage. right? And this, this too was already asked 150 years ago in Germany. Um about moving wine because the same halachas is actually a, it overlaps with if a Jew is intermarried and they move wine at Samavashal or a Jew is publicly desecrates a Shabbos a, all these halachas uh, we'll get to next week but tonight I really wanted to touch about um, not about uh, about the Jews but about non-Jews who are in the process of converting now just as a review I'm actually we really didn't see it fully last week I see that the halacha of the Shulchan Aruch, I'm not going to learn Beitzah again, 
But the halacha and tough kofiyud base says as follows: kutin You cannot um, cook for for goyim on yom tov. Therefore, also Therefore, says the Shulchan Aruch, it's forbidden to even invite them. It's a direct to cook. It's a derabanan to invite them. It means specifically lahazmina. The Chavetz Chaim says, "Aim of Ashen, who had in Kol Malachas any of that had terim of Ochal Nefesh, Tchina, Beirer, all things that were make all about on Yamtif because of eating, because of Achem, are forbidden to do for Goyim, for Goyim l'Torch Kutim." The Pasuk says, "Ashiyachal Kol Nefesh, who levado Yas Lachem v'Dar Shul The Gemara says in Beitzah, which we said last week, "Lachem for you and not to Kutim." Lachem, you can cook on Yamtif for you, Velola Klavim. And then he gets into Karayim, Karaites, and Jews who break the Shabbos, which we're not going to do this week. Um, the Ramah then says, So to send food to a guy's house, I think is Shari. So you can send food to a guy, because you're not honoring him, you're not going to cook more. So food that was cooked before Shabbos, you can send to an Anjo. Aval Avdo, now here. Your servant, your slave, Bishavchaso, your female servant, Mechen Shliach, Shnishtaleach, Mechen Kuti Shabbat Me'ilav, if a Kuti crashes your house, right? He just knocks on your door, your neighbor says, Can I sit down? And he's sitting in your house. Uh, uh, that's Mutter. La'achilu Ima, you can give him some food. You can't cook for him, but you can give him food. But Lechashinan, since they weren't invited, Shemayarba Bishvilo. So anyone who crashes your house, says the Mechaber, you're allowed to feed them. You can't cook for them. You can't feed them. Why? Because you're not inviting them. They came to your house. So you're not tempted to cook for them because you didn't invite them in the first place. Right. Well, so look, because the Chavetz Chaim says, you just said, the Chavetz Chaim, you invite somebody, you feel like, you never see a person invites, your wife invites guests, you feel like a, a pressure. Right? Your wife invites guests, yes? It's Hashem. Huh? Sore subject. Uh, it's not a sore subject. It's a shame. You're a broccoli. You should say amen. Amen. I know you're right. uh, Dafka. It's not why it's sore. Right, I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't say it was sore. You're in the middle. You're in the process. So I went to Hashem. You know, I'm trying to give you a bracha. You know, Kershaw and Braun is listening over here. I'm embarrassed. Like half the world listening on online over there. Everyone's thinking too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dafka, uh, Dafka, don't be married. Get married. So that it's Dafka if you're mezamin atzma. The chafetz bikarov because you want you want the you want the, you want the guyim you want the guyim to, to honor you right. You have you you have guests. Uh, you have guests. You you feel like they have you want to be honored. Chashina shemi yabeshol. In that kind of case, we're concerned that you're going to go ahead and and, and add on to to them. V'chen elu. But these people, you're, you're either your evidence or your shifcha, or anyone who crashes you your servants, you're not, not, not going to cook special, right? Or anyone who crashes, you don't feel like an obligation to have them. But, like the worst thing to do is somebody, you invite people to the house and you run out of food, it's very embarrassing. You feel pressure, you want to honor them. But it's Shabbala, they just crash your health off of Muad Machashev. Even if it's a prominent person, Kavan Shlo has Minu Lavo. Uh, because you didn't invite them, Davka Shabbacher Shikfar Hechen Suudaso. It's um, it's Davka that somebody finds after you prepared your your, your your meal. So you can't if you're in the middle of cooking, it's a problem. By the way, 
right? Viesh Cholkin, that Katu in who Adam Chasher the Ruler Chavon, we can still concern. The cook more. The cook more. The cook more. Kolim Shemachilo. He says that before he even feeds him, he says to him, "Listen, I'm not cooking anything more. If I have enough food for you, I'm happy to eat you." According to the Yesh Cholkin, that's what it is. Uh, if, then he says, and the Shabura says that Taz Machriel Halacha. This is all by God. We haven't got to, to, to people in the process of converting it. If he comes by himself, and the Jew feeds it without Hazmana, Hafzar Sheikh Atzlo, Mutter, Bezet in Chashem Yarba. And the guy asks him, "Could I please eat by you?" You know, your, your food smells so good. That kugel, that you all smell so good. Right? That smells so good. You, you know, I remember, uh, this was actually a Jew. Actually, I'll tell you, when I was, years ago, I was in law school, and my, my professor of torts was discussing uh, her Thanksgiving pseudo. Lady, an African-American lady, very fine lady. Not really a lady. So, uh, she's a liberal. It's, it's true. Uh, Super liberal in torts, actually. So, uh, super old. So, like, privacy was like a source of difference to her, by the way. <laughs> uh, she actually, she taught torts, I think privacy, those are two classes. She was an advisor for John Kerry uh, on his campaign, actually. So, she was talking about a Thanksgiving pseudo, her meal. She was like, like hey, it's amazing! She was describing, I'm thinking to myself, like, you know what? My wife on Shabbos makes a bigger suit than that. Mm-hmm. Like, like she was describing this meal, like, and my my wife on Shabbos is good. So the suit actually, I knew a guy, um, who this guy when I, when I was younger I was friendly with him, not from at all. He was older than me, and he told me one. Well, he's eating someone's house. He's come to, he started to come to Shul. Couldn't believe it. You know, we I knew him because we play ball when we were kids. So he constantly comes to Shul. This is 25, 30 years, 25, 30, over 25 years ago. I said to this guy, like, why are you coming? So he said, one of his older friends invited him. So I said, oh, so you're coming, you've been coming a little often. He says, yeah, that Shul, it's really good. <laughs> he came to Shul and every, just for the Shulans. So this guy, he smells the Yiddish food, you know, and he, he's, he wants, he asks you, can I please crash? Then there's a I mean, Right? So if he comes, but if you beg him, please stay and stay for the meal. That's like an invitation. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he begs you, it's one thing. But if you say, please, you know, please, Keith, Chris, you know, Tina, Maria, stay, stay for the meal. You know, I get, I have the best food for you. It's better than that professor's uh, Thanksgiving meal. Stay. So that's mom. Then you have a pressure. You, you, they, even they came themsel- themselves, that, that, that Taz fault, it's like you're inviting them. Because um, it's common to you that they should stay by you. You're worried that you'll cook, come to cook more. Like, well, my house, you know, we, we, we cook, the, uh, you know, if we run out of food, we cook more, right? You know, this is the best meal. You can just, you know, it's add some more food to go. And obviously, you're not making a, a two hour brisket. Then, but just, you, can, you know, you can make the french fries, you can make, you know. Uh, whatever you want, no problem. Some, you can make schnitzel, you know, if you have something on really quick, some of the ways to, the ways to make things, you know, there are things that you can make. Um, then the Ramah says, Now, if you have servants in your house, 
you can add fruits to the kadir to feed them. You can't cook separately for them. Okay. Um, um, but you can, uh, you can add in your kadir itself um, uh, for them. Okay. Um, but for a guy who comes, which Ruth points out, if anyone else comes, they're not going to go, you're not going to put anything more in the Kedera. Very important, by the way. It's also to even, some people have this misconception that you can, if it's your cooking anyways, you can add for them. We saw that last week. We discussed it last week. You cannot do that. Even to add in the Kedera for them, um, it's it's a problem. Okay? Uh, that's the that's just a quick review based on the words of the Shulchan Aruch uh, itself. Is that true also if it's like, like, Chantircha and, right, if it's like, I mean, I know the Gemara Beta discusses this, right, like if it's one action, right, or if it's, is right. it okay then to be Marbashirim even for, no, 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 even in like the speci- even if like, it's in a Tanur with like, you know, you're baking and, that's a little different, that's and, a, I think that that's a little bit different because you're not, Adding, it's your, it's your tanner, or it's like, your thing. Or like the kadera. Yeah, actually, right? actually, the shul is next. The Ramah's next thing is, um, you know, about, about that. But no, we in the kadera itself. We'll leave it this, which is not tanorim over here. It's a problem. But we actually discussed that Kamara last week in Beitzah, which is great. Hafal over the Hafez. Um, so really, what I'm discussing tonight and, and next week really is going to be, I think, a little bit more uh, stark. Uh, as far as inviting Jews, I just for those who are curious, uh, there are 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 certainly a term for kirov and, and even a term for tinik shnishba. According to some, not according to all. So, um, but um, but there, you know, there are, there are other sfaras we'll have next week, which we can be even more lenient. By uh, a person who's converting, means that there's other sfaras besides kirov and and tinik shnishba, which we'll, we'll bring we'll, we'll go through. But if someone is converting, the problem really is, is um, if they're they're in, in conversion process, la halacha, <laughs> they're a guy, right? They're mamish a guy, right? In, in halachas, they can't keep Shabbos, right? Um, they're they're not Jewish until they go to the mikvah. They're not Jewish. They're they're a hundred percent not Jewish. I mean, so how we you know the, you know I've brought Hashem. There have been people in the show. Um, no one. Exactly, accepted currently, but there's some people with perspectives uh, that are converted, and we've had the Shaila over the years, and they're amazing people today. <laughs> you know, they're good Jews. But what what do you and, and and part of it is you know welcoming people who are sincere, nice people who want to learn Torah and want to learn Mitzvah. So what do you do in such a circumstance? You have halacha, like you can't chasasham break halacha to mekarev. Right? I, I said this last week, right? Don't take care of I can't tell you. I have an event. I'll serve Chazer. And we'll teach Torah. The way I have to come is to serve, to serve Chazer. You know, while we're we'll at a disco, we can go a swimming party event, and everyone can wear their their their, their, their most skimpiest outfits. But we'll have a Torah Torah at the pool. Like it doesn't go right. You can't do averas in order to do this. So it, of course. People who are sincerely, I'm not, talking, I'm not talking about people who are not accepted in a conversion track. That's a little bit different. You should leave that to uh, Rabbanim and Baji Din uh, because, you know, we don't push people to convert. But someone's in a conversion process already, right? Meaning, the rabbis in the Beit didn't, but well, they didn't deal with people who were not yet accepted. Okay, because uh, there are halachas of who you let in to start conversion, 
who's appropriate, who's not, if you want to recommend somebody. But, but if someone's accepted as a conversion track, if someone's already on that track, on the rabbi, these are great, amazing people looking to convert, right? We don't push them away anymore. On the contrary, they want to learn Shabbos. Isn't they want to have Pesach Seder and Yom Din? Like, what do you do? You can't break halach on the process. So there's a lot, there's a, you know, there's a different mahalchem in this. So the Chotashani, Rav Nisim Karelitz, um, is one of the, one of the Gedalia uh, Paiskin. He has actually, Rav Nisim Karelitz has the most prominent Chayshin Mishpat based in. Probably him and Azalem and Chemi Goldberg are probably the two biggest Chayshin Mishpat people in Eretz Yisrael, in Chayshin Mishpat. Chayshin Mishpat is laws of business. He, um, he's from Khan Kness, his cousin. He's a Karelitz. He's, he's a, so his, un- his father was uh, a brother of the Chazanish. Uh, so the Rav Karelitz also has one of the most Chashiv basins for Girim in the world. Okay, it's, it's, it's one of the most important, but it's the, the, most, it's the main basin in B'nai Brachba. It's, it's known that he, he gets, he knows Geras. He's very involved in it. Right? So he has a, he has a Svarma called Chutashani, which I've quoted in Hilcha Shabbos before. So in Chutashani on Yamtif, he says the following thing. He's talking about our, this halacha and Tav Kofir Beis. Um, and he's talking about Reboi Shu'urim. So he goes through all the halachas. He says, I'll just say very briefly, B'Shulchan Aruch Kasev, Eim B'Vashlam Tzarek Gayim B'Yamtif. You can't cook for Gayim B'Yamtif. L'Fichach Asr L'Hazmino. You can't invite him. L'Dafka L'Hazmino. It goes through all the halachas. Then he says on the bottom, a few is a long, a lot of haras, but I just want to just say a couple of them. First of all, he says this following thing, Goy, if a Gentile is in the process or, uh, of converting, it's, you, you know, I, it's a, you know, I haven't got that share, Yehuda, but we mentioned we do this, right, even give me a little plug the other, the other week, about teaching Gayim Torah. Right? To teach a Gentile Torah is not Pashat. You can't, just teach, you can't go on teaching Gemaras and Halachas to Gayim, but by a, someone who's Miskayer, it's a Machlik, it's supposed to what you do, but the Minigha Oilam, in the process of converting, oh. who's trying to be convert, mm-hmm. so you're allowed to teach Torah. You can teach him Mishnayis even to the extent he needs. Right? So you're allowed to teach him Torah! And he's learning Torah! Okay? Uh, he's learning the Torah. He still It's still absolutely forbidden Isra de Raisa to cook for him, and you cannot invite him on Yamta. That's how this is called salt. Okay? It's a, a person who's now Maria, and in three months now she'll be Miriam. Okay? Or she's now Kathy, and then soon she'll be Tsara. Uh, you know, uh, or, you know, he's now uh, Chuck. And she will be Ovadia, whatever it may be. Right? Heint, today, he is Chuck. Chuck. <laughs> you know, he's Chuck. And, and as far as, even, even though we can teach a Torah, by the way, which is a Chiddush, because it's a Chiddush, you can teach a Ger, Mamish Torah. Not like, you know, you know H.com, which I, I, I'm a big fan of H.com, I've written for H.com, but that's not like, that's not Kishkes of Torah, that's nice ideas. <laughs> I mean, they should tell you to become a Jew. He needs to become a Jew. So, that's the first thing to see. And this halacha is mamish right, it's a derisive to cook, absolutely forbidden to invite. Then he says, he brings an Eitzah, um, he brings an Eitzah for, actually, he, then, he, then he says, uh, he brings an Eitzah for these people. He says, we'll get this later on. 
He says, um, you know what, I'm going to hold this. I'm going to hold this. In this tshuva over here, though, he does say the following thing. Um, he says, in lo as minas a guy, if you don't invite a guy, right, rak sh'oymer lo, yesh lecha b'shvulcha kan manas l'achilo, yesh oloy mar de'en z'azmano. You don't invite him. You don't say, you know, you don't say you invite to house for the afternoon. Says a says a nisim karelitz. You know, you can tell a convert. You can say to him, um, you know, I have food for you. You know, that's it. I have food. If you if you need food, I have food. It's like, you know, a klacheriyan. It's not really an invitation. Of course, you cannot cook for him. But you can notify him that if he comes, you have food, because that's not considered an invitation. Where you add for him. Because the the, the, it, the we, we said if he's bum in love, right? He comes on his own. He crashes your house. Um, you're able to uh, you're able to um, give him food. Give food. Yeah. You're the cause of him crashing your house if you make that suggestion. So so, but you're not. It's not an invitation. It's not the problem is when you're formal invitation. It's that you're honoring him. You're, it's you're the direct him. result. It's like what is there? I say it's like a it's like a grama. You didn't. He, he's coming because you said you. Had it's kilos ba right? Exactly. That's what Nisim Kalad is saying. Actually, some of the posts give like the modern day This is like when I had people who are in active conversion here, who are, you know, who I married off, who I who I remain. Some of these people who are, don't even live here today, extraordinarily close to. Um, so you know what I'm saying. I'm still a rabbi. Ten years later, twelve years later, after they converted, I'm like You're so close. What are you gonna do? So I told people to tell them that I'm having guests these meals. I didn't even tell them. I just said, "You can tell so and so." By the way, Rabbi Levine's having guests uh, first day lunch of, of Rosh Hashanah and, and second day dinner of Rosh Hashanah. That's it. That's the message they got. I didn't even tell them I'm having guests. Lo and behold, they crashed. But I didn't, I didn't tell them I had food for them. You understand? And they knew the halacha because I told them, you should know, as you come into the that these are the halachas. If someone can tell you that when, when they're having guests and if you choose to go to their meal, so one of them, I remember to tell me, she says, this is great, I know 20 meals, I can pick which ones I'm going to crash <laughs> You know, I can crash, and I have 20 meals to pick to crash. But no one really invited the person, right? If I would have someone act, then I'd probably let them know it, and uh, etc. So, the Rebbe you can even you can even tell them according to some calls. You know, I have food at my house. That's an invitation. That's an invitation. Again, if they do come, it's also gumbo to cook for them. But that, you get other issues the Rebbe of inviting. Because there's two issues. One is cooking the food. And, other, and a lot of people have the food cooked, right? Especially, like the first night of Yom Tif, most people, food's cooked. Not an issue. But you still have a problem with inviting them for that meal. Mm-hmm. Right. Um... The Minchas Yitzchak, actually, the Yitzchak Weiss, the Rav Yushalayim, has it. I'm sorry. What? Can one, sorry to interrupt can one tell his wife that, that this person might show up? Of course, we should tell his wife. Then she's potentially, like, cooking no. extra food for this person that Before might show up. Before Yomtev. No, let's say second day of Yomtev. No, she can't cook for her. So is it better just not to even tell her? No, she can't cook for her. Oh, but no, she's telling her she'll be angry with you for that. This, is... this person, Michael, why would she be angry? Because, because she would have cooked more food. Yeah, that's right. She All right, food. but she's not allowed to cook more food anyway. She would have cooked before Yom Tif. You don't just do this on Yom Tif. Oh, okay. 
But cooking before yontif is okay, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cook as much food as you want on yontif. Absolutely. It should be, you know, it, which is, you know, you can't cook for a guy. If you cook more for a Jew, let's say if you have ten guests, you know, then she didn't know it was a guy, that technically it could be mother, perhaps. Because you have a hoyle, maybe you invite another Jew. Right? Like in my house, like, sometimes you have extra guests on Shabbos. Um, you know, but my wife is, could, you know, she tells me, like, you could do that or not do that. Like, you know, I don't have, uh, so when she makes, she makes a little extra just in case. Like, there's one night, actually, a soft mamish, tzaddik. You know, he had, like, an off, like, he has a lot of Israelis Friday nights. So, you know, you've seen it, mamish is amazing, right? There's one night he told me to have a, 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 a less of a night, you know, less people. And then, lo and behold, people came to the late night of Friday night, they need a place. Um, and so I said to him, I know you want a little less. These people in a place, what do you think? So let me go back. So his father had been there. And he said, oh, of course, I cooked extra. I said, who knows who's going to come? <laughs> he had extra food. <laughs> so Mama Shabbat they had the food the extra. Um, but the problem is to cook. Yeah, the second one is the Rabban, so get out of the, the Rabban. That's the thing. The Minuch Zizu has the following Tshuva. This is in Chalik Beis. This was the was Rav Eidah Chayyim Shushalayim. Before, before it was the head of the basin in, in Manchester in the, in the 1960s and 50s. is a big, very big time of So in Chalik Beis, Simon Kofir Chas, he says, Benidin Molon Yisrael, a Jewish hotel. In Yechodim HaVasharsim, if the, if the, if the workers in the hotel or Enam Yisraelim, or not Jewish. So let's say you have a hotel, it's under Hashkacha, okay? But all the workers are, I don't know, Romanian, Israel, Arab, uh, whatever it may be, or they're Mexican, uh, or, 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 or American, whatever, they all, the workers are all non-Jewish in the hotel. And there's Orchem Nachrem, you have non-Jewish guests, any Jewish guests. So it, basically, I'll just tell you, I'm going to have my hotel, yes, um, I'll just say, just I'll start it way he says it. I'll get, I'll say it outside. Uh, he asks this question: He himself doesn't know is a group of inuyudim. The guy basically is supposed to go there for yamtiv, and now a whole group of non-Jews want to come. They want to have their annual assembly, probably a Christian group. You know, it's in Israel. So some kind of evangelical group, or who knows what, wanted to meet in a hotel uh, near the Dead Sea, wherever it would have been. Um, and they want to go to his hotel. And it can make a huge profit. This whole group, hundreds of people, come in. It's a kosher hotel. Now, you ever see Michelin's in the Google Hotels? It's a kosher hotel. You know, these non-Jewish tourist groups going there. Right? All the time. And I went last year to the Amachad Mishnah, the Prime Minister and the President, etc., in our hotel was our group of, you know, 30 members. Most of this hotel, which was Mahadran, right, or, or, or whatever, uh, were Christian groups going to visit Israel. I mean, it's a kosher hotel. So what if you would do, what if they do a yomtif, right, etc. So he wants to know, could they cook for them? He had a kasha. So the Minchah Sitzvah says, he starts off saying the following thing. He says, even though on Shabbos you can't tell a guy to cook for an anjo, here you can tell a guy a guy can cook for an anjo. It's not a problem for a guy to cook for an anjo. A Jew can't cook. Mm-hmm. So he says, it's not a Bishal Akum problem. Because the Jews are going to turn on all the fires before Yom Tif. 
because you're going to eat there also has to be a kosher hotel. So anyways, the Jews turn off the fires. Right? So if you're at, it's, it's not going to be good for Svarim, by the way, because Svarim hold Bishal Akko and get to put the pot on. Right? So, but what do we hold? What do Ashkenazim hold for Bishal Akko? Just turn on the fire. Turn on mm-hmm. the, right? So turn on all the fires. And it's the fact that add extra and make more food for the good. I mean, he'll, he'll, that the chesitza comes out that uh, is, is is okay because there's no shash. He, he handles maybe it's your hotel. It's like you're inviting non-Jews, right? It's on Yom Tif. You're the owner. Mm. Maybe it's like cooking for non-Jews. Um, he says, um, you know, it has to be that it's only the same pots. It means you have to cook some of the pots to be for Jews. You can't cook special for the non-Jews in your hotel. Hmm. So you have to have big enough pots that you can have some for the Jews, some for the non-Jews. He holds it, cause, and he holds it to shvus to shvus. Um, and he says, if you say no to these non-Jews, shalom, right? they're not going to get why they can't go to your hotel. Like, you get, who knows, you can get banned. Uh, um, not in the hotel. So, in this in Chassidzlach, um, actually says, though, at the end of this tshuva, he says, he says, this is the halacha, the, the din. This is the mice, you have to really know and ask a shailah. He says, the aksadari, people are very weak today, you have to worry, if people see this, maybe there'll be, other people will make on a suriyamtav. Okay, he's not so enthralled with this. Avidama lemulsa lemulsa. And I'll say, oh, even if, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, you could be cook, cook for non-Jews, like this hotel, Mr. So-and-so, he give his names on the yeshiva building, he owns a Malone, whatever, and they're cooking for 300 Christians on, on Yom Tif, right? How do they do that? So, and his name's on the yeshiva. His name's on the yeshiva. So it must be it's okay. So he says, even though it's per- permissible, if they really ask under what circumstances, what people are getting the wrong message, but that's the slightest side is it's a maker and then it's okay. That's what it's to come out. If you own this hotel, if non Jews are doing all of the cooking and non Jews are um doing all the eating. All the eating, um, um so and, and Jews are doing some of the eating and non Jews, so you're adding to the pots. So if this is a maker then it's okay. Grada so actually some of the Marmakomas tonight I saw that from I got from Ramachol Zilberman who was uh uh, works for based in America. He's very involved. He had a, so yeah, I, I saw him quote of Shachter learns from this, uh, from this, uh, Yitzchak, and not from the Yitzchak, but Shachter says the same lines. If let's say in your house you never cook, you have a chef, you have uh, non, you're never going to add food on it, right? Ne- you never cook. Yeah, uh, you have your like. There are people who have chefs or not the shikses cook or whoever it may be. Yeah, but they tell their chefs to make more. Ah, uh, they um, but you never do permit. So, it, but, but you can't. You're not gonna put more in. The question is, is there shemayarba bishvilah? If you're never gonna cook, um, it could be that you'll be allowed to invite a product because you're, you're you're never gonna add more. At worst case situation is a shvas to shvas, right? It's gonna be uh, a second rabbinic. Right, you'll add to your pot more. You're not gonna cook for them itself, right? So adding adding additional pot, uh, uh, to the pot is only rabbinic, right? It's not if you cook a whole pot, it's it's the right stuff. Add is it's a Okay. And telling a guy is a derabanan also, and inviting is another derabanan. So you're not cooking. So telling the guy is a derabanan. 
adding food, extra food to the pot is an Isra to Rabbanan. Okay? And even the invitation is an Isra to Rabbanan. So he says, in such a case, maybe you can make a bite. So, but if this is not normal, people don't usually have this. Normal people actually also cook in the house. I don't know, certainly in San I don't know anyone who never cooks. Okay? Mm-hmm. You know, very few people have permanent, you know, permanent chefs in their house. But the guy is always doing the cooking. But he was talking about in a situation where the guy, like a hotel, all the cooking in hotels by a guy. If someone would have this kind of situation, you know, um, you know, whatever it may be, they're, they're multi-billionaires and they have someone always cooking in their house. And you can invite a potential here, in theory, because you wouldn't have, wouldn't have. is that clear? Is that? Third approach um, is actually, I've seen this I've I've in more than one place in the name of Rol Vayashev. Uh, actually, when years ago, when I was first handling the Shaila, many, many years ago, my first year here, my first year here, I had a Shaila, because we had people in Garris. So I asked Dayan Khan, who is Dovi Khan, Dov Khan, who is uh, obvious in Lakewood, who was, when I was in Lakewood, he was Marosh Khabura. Uh, and he actually has the, the, the Beisden for uh, a Beisden for conversion in Lakewood. So he said, he said over one of the eights is, he wasn't pushing it per se, that all the Asher bring down, others bring this down, that you corner the food for him before Yom Tif, Right? You do what? You, you acquire the food oh. to, to him before Yom Tif, Right? So you, you're acquiring it before uh, 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 before Yom Tov, right? You've so already cooked it before Yom Tov. You cook it and you acquire it. So the guy owns the food already. Oh, This I see. is based off a Rajma. To dig on a Rajma in Beitza. Mm-hmm. Um, according to Rajma, that, you know, because then it's not, you're not, it's their food. It becomes mm-hmm. their food before Yom Tov. Um, and you wouldn't even cook on, his, on, on their behalf. Rav Nisim Karelitz says, by, by the way, this is it's, there's, first of all, there's a Shaila and Halacha, how a Nanju can acquire things, by the way. Anyway, even if you pick it up, it's not so simple, you can be mazaka them in it, right? When it, if, let's say you want to give a gift to somebody on, on Shabbos or Yom Tif, and they, and so some people do this, we discuss about giving gifts, they're not going to use it on Yom Tif or Shabbos, but you want to, you, you're going to bring it to their house to give to them, so you can acquire it for them before Shabbos or before Yom Tif, and they own it, before Shabbos Yom Tov, and then you give it to them. Mm-hmm. Right? You pick it up. That would work by a Jew. By a non-Jew, just parenthetically, it's not so simple it works at all. Right? When I sit there, when I sell chametz on Pesach, before Pesach, excuse me, I have to do all kinds of acquisitions because how a guy can acquire things in halacha is really not simple. But besides that problem, this is Koralitz himself, and this Chuba, he says that lahaknas um, legoi, to from a guy on Erev Yom Tov. it's the food that you're going to cook for them, um, and then and, and you and you can rely on that to invite them. Um, he says it, just sh- it shouldn't work because you can still. Uh, who cares if you have some food? If you if you invite someone to your house and they they need more food, you, the pressure is you make more food, right? It's a normal. I, I cook. We we I make certain for Yom Tov. If we run out, you for sure would cook on Yom Tov. Why wouldn't she? See, why should the fact that you acquired food before Yom Tif, um should be uh, okay? So he does not like eat some Yasha, but I will say that it's out there. This it's Eitz Rav Yasha. We'll see maybe soon. Someone else who says that. Uh Zalman Arbach, 
in Shulchan Shlomo, um, is asked the following question. This is unfortunately a common question for those involved in Kirov, but it's, it's particularly common in Russia. Someone's running a program in Russia, and they're inviting the kids to Yom Tov meal. Okay. By the way, and any Chabad Seder, or I, I've had this in my Seders, where I had people bringing spouses or stuff like that, which are questionable. Uh, so at any of these Sedarim, you, you're going to have non-Jews coming. Right? So, um, so, the the Nisim Karal, the was asked finally, they did a program in Russia, and some of the kids who think they're Jewish in Russia are not Jewish, halakhically. So they're Gaish, Gaim and Halacha. So they wanted to know, they asked the Shalom Zalman, should they have to acquire the food before Yom Tov? Um, and he said, um, no, because you don't view this as an honor. Like, you're kind of like, these kids are coming. You're not, you're not really concerned about that, but you're concerned as the Jewish kids. So that's who you're ready for the Seder. This is a Kiddush. Maybe we'll see a little bit wise soon and he can be so make all. Um, but, but Rishon Hashanah said, "You're not. You're not. It's not the fact that they're coming to your to your meal is not for them. It's not an honor to have them. Um, it, so he felt that you don't have to be concerned. It's not really. They're not the focus. I once saw Ramosha, Moshe Feinstein asked the following question. Somebody who became a Balchuva asked Ramosha, um, could he teach Torah at his seder because his brother's Gaisha wife is going to be at the seder? That was what I asked Ramosha Feinstein." Right? That's a much this question. So his brother's Gaisha wife is going to be at, at the Seder. So Moshe said, yeah, you can teach, because you're not teaching his wife. You're teaching your brother. The fact that his wife's there, it's, it's clocking out. So I always thought, according to Moshe, you can invite your brother. You're not inviting his wife. You're inviting your brother. You want your brother to come to your Seder. You're not inviting the wife. She's crashing. She's crashing, <laughs> exactly. You would actually prefer she doesn't come, perhaps. You know, but you want, you know, but you're inviting your brother. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so here too, you're inviting the Jewish kids. These people are coming. That's, you know, you're not, you're not, what happens is you're, you're going over to the Jewish kids and, and going to invite them. Right? In there, it's kind of like, um, you know, they said, maybe converting this Jew, whatever it is, but that's fine. Now, I saw this, I mean, Michal Zilberman, again, who's very well in the basin, he brought an amazing Rukadali Schwartz, those Schwartz. Listen to this. Rukadali Schwartz is the posek. Um, for the CRC. He's an old, he's a older Jew in Chicago. Um, and he has a, a, a really big kula. And he bases it off a few things. The first thing he says is that there's a Binyan Sion, Okay? The Binyan Sion talks about Warder Crescent. I was like, I, I knew Warder Crescent. Warder Crescent. Warder Crescent. I knew Warder Crescent, to be honest. But like today I think maybe I'm going to write an article about him. He's such an interesting guy. Uh, Warder Crescent was... A Quaker. Uh, Wait, so could you say his name again? Warder. 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 W A T E R. W A D E R. A R W A R D E R. Warder. Warder. Am I saying that correct? Yeah, I guess so. Warder. The Rav says water is also like. Are you making fun of me now? I'm like, say water. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's so hard to look. Uh, water, water. Okay. I thought you were talking about a vegetable, water crust. <laughs> right, water crust. <laughs> yes, in those days, water. I, I, water. Uh, so he he was he lived from seventeen ninety to eighteen sixty. He was a Quaker. 
uh, who was born in the Philadelphia area, uh, ended up becoming a Seventh-day Adventist, but then he got into Judaism. When he's, you know, it's interesting, he was a real bi- biblical person. He was studying the Bible a lot. came from a pretty uh, prominent fa- family. He was influenced by Isaac Lesser, who was uh, the head of the Mikveh Yisrael Synagogue in uh, in Philadelphia, which was the Chaim Solomon was involved in that synagogue. There was a good article about that. So Word of Crescent um, actually um, ended up becoming the first consul of America in 1844 to Israel, to Jerusalem. To Jerusalem. It's under the Turks, the first consul. He was excited. So this is, I, I just took from his bio. Look at this. He writes about his departure to Jerusalem. In, eight, in the spring of 1844, I left everything near and dear to me on earth. I left the wife of my youth and six lovely children dearer to me than my natural life, and an excellent farm with everything comfortable around me. I left all of these in the pursuit of truth and for the sake of truth alone. Okay? Um, he, this Warner Crescent, who comes to Jerusalem, I'm going to skip for a second, converts in Jerusalem, mm. becomes Michal Bayaz Yisrael ben Avraham. He left his wife and kids, Comes back, by the way. This is this is not a joke, by the way. He comes back to sell some of his stuff and take his possessions. His wife um, uh, said he he lost his sanity. She declared him insane for converting to Judaism, uh, and um, they, they they tried him legally insane. As a lawyer, what would the point that, that would do? He can't take his possessions right. like that. Um, it was a major trial. This was a major trial in 1849. Hmm. Uh, that, you know, it actually talks about freedom of religion. It was Warder Crescent. Was he insane for converting to Judaism? He was a totally normal guy. Mm-hmm. Just he, left, he left his wife and kids, converted to Judaism. Uh, he ended up winning the, 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 suit, the lawsuit. Converts to Jerusalem. Marries a Sephardi lady. Becomes Sephardic. Uh, in Jerusalem, is 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 buried in hearts of it. Buried in Mount of Olives. That's how you know he's crazy. Uh, <laughs> why? Nice <laughs> try, lady. <laughs> Be careful. Yeah. Uh, we, we won't tell your boss. Till there, we were. No, he's not like married yet. That's what he said. You never know. Watch. I'll tip the bed. You can have a nice Moroccan girl. Thank you some good. Uh, you know, nice. Yeah, pay money. Nothing wrong. You never know. Um. Yeah, so, so, but on a serious note, going back to this, so I actually have this, it's an interesting guy, I mean, it's Warder Carson, like a half a, half a fella, right? Like people, you ever hear of him? Anyone ever hear of him? Half a fella, no, unbelievable. No? Yeah. Unbelievable story. Unbelievable story. It's not, it's, people should know about this. But what's amazing is, he's, he, what happens is the following question, it's in Halakhic Shiloh. Now, we're going to be sure to discuss this, because I don't know how into history it is. But he does bring this child of Binyantzina, of Yaakov Etlinger. The child of Yaakov Etlinger asked the following thing. It was a Shiloh, because what happened was, he had a bris, right before Shabbos. He was not able to go to the mikvah until after Shabbos. What is a Shiloh? Shiloh was, it's in Binyantzina, uh, he asked the following Shiloh. He says, if a Jew... Is goes to the mikvah and doesn't have uh, she has a person doesn't have the mikvah, so the, in halacha it's like they're quasi convert almost, right? But they're not full convert. Could they keep Shabbos or not? What's the halacha in the Rambam? Shulchan Aruch. 
a, a non-Jew, even a convert. This is one thing converts do do. In the process of conversion, before they, hit the, before they go to the mikvah, they're obligated to break Shabbos every Shabbos, right? They do a small, mm-hmm. one malacha. Like, at the end of conversion, by the way, they're keeping full Shabbos, but they need to do one thing. It's forbidden them not to keep, forbidden them to, to, not, to not break Shabbos. You know, they can't keep full Shabbos. What was, so there's a Shiloh, what he should do? This water crescent, what, what should he do? He already had a milah, he did not go to the mikvah, maybe it's a, a halakhic Jew enough that, that, you know, that was the, a, a Shiloh. So Ben Tzion says, so whether he should keep Shabbos. Yeah, and he says he's no longer a full-fledged non-Jew when he had the, the Milo, the Shem Geras, mm-hmm. and he's already B'derech Geras, and therefore, even though he's not a full-fledged Jew, he's allowed to keep Shabbos. Yaakov, I think, remember the first, going awesome. That's what he says. There's a Minchas Elazar, Minchas Elazar, who was a Munkach Rebbe, you know, the Rav of Munkach, Amazing, a fiery yid. I can't, I can't believe this tshuva. Minachas lever chelikilo tshuva ches is a funny thing. He says that there was a lady who was apparently near his in Munkach, near Munkach, who was a super serious convert in the making, super inspiration, like right to become a mitzvah. And right before she was supposed to convert, she died. Right before she's. So because the laws are allowed, since she was so advanced in her conversion process, um, that he, 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 a little bit like uh, Binyan that it's already like so close. Uh, uh, you know, he, this is already a jump, because the water crescent, who's going to come Machal, here he had a bris. This place in Hazlitt. And yet he says she can be buried um, in a Jewish cemetery, but should be eight amas away from the closest Jewish grave. But he allowed, he already allowed certain leniencies. So if Schwartz says the following thing, he said that you can be make to invite. That someone's already in conversions, uh, that, I think much more from the Minchas Lazar than from the Binyan Sin, but he says they're already close to Judaism. So the Hasmana is not there. You know, you, you, you can you can make all to invite them. I, I don't love this personally at all. I don't think this is what the Oilam does, but it's interesting. It's an interesting it's an interesting approach. Okay? Another interesting approach, which I which was brought down recently in an article on Oriasral, um is uh the the in Oriasral it's a Rosh Kolim Shalom of Kiva Dershwitz. I published an unpublished chuva by the Minchas Asher. I've called the Minchas Asher many times with Asher Weiss. And the Nechaz Usher argues that, again, by a guy, you can't, you can't uh, cook, and you can't for, invite rabbinically. If they crash, you can't cook, but you can let them stay and feed them. Okay? Can't cook. It says, it could be that um, a, a leniency that perhaps you could invite, or not a convert in the making. What does the Nechaz Usher base this off? And it's unpublished. Shuba, three things. First of all, the Meiri, the Meiri, or Menachem Meiri, the great Rav of Provence, um, says that if you, t- if one says to a non-Jew um, that uh, you, I'm, I'm inviting you, but I'm not going to cook anything extra for you, you're allowed to invite them. Okay, so you're allowed to. You can tell a non-Jew you're invited, but just know I'm not going to cook anything extra for you. You can say that you're, but you can give him a warm invitation. Please come to my house for for second day sukkah's lunch. Right. But I'm not, I'm not cooking anything for you. Such an invitation you can do, he says. Number two is a Sefer Hatanya, not the 
Balatanya, my wife's ancestor. But the Sefer Tanya that we learned, the author of the Malat Samidus, uh, who is a cousin of the Shiva Yalaket, one of the great Italian Rishonim. Uh, so Sefer Tanya says, and he's actually quoted um, by the Magan of Rome in a limited capacity, that if you cooked everything before Yom Tif, you have all your food ready, you have a whole meal ready, and you're not planning to cook anything on Yom Tif, then you can invite the Nanjo. Because that, you're already prepared. Like, you have, like, you ever see some of these caterers, they're, like, so full of food. It's like, you're at someone's house, they cook like, enough for, for an army. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have five people that cook enough for 50. You don't have to go that far, but if you cooked more than enough, you're not planning to cook at all. There are people who do that. They don't cook on this. They warm up, maybe, but they're not cooking anything. Such a person, you could, you could, the same time as you could write. And, um, that, um, another opinion is based on a day in the Rajba that, um, a day of the Rajba, um, that it, it, by an Evid or a Shivcha, you can invite them to a meal, and uh, even if you cook extra food, you can say that they're, they're eating the food that was cooked already. They're not, they're not, the extra food's not for them, it's for the food that's, they're eating a table food that's on the table. It's not, you're cooking for other people that, right? So based on all this together, Rav Asher Weiss seems to say, at least in this unpublished chuva, that you could actually invite and he's makele and a potential convert in, in, in certain circumstances. Okay? Got it? L- lastly, uh, the Mishas Hagir. The Mishas Hagir. This is, this safer is an amazing safer. It's uh, uh, Maisha, uh, Maisha Klein is name is. Yeah, Maisha Klein. He, um, he's, he's a son of a Menasha Klein who was a big role of Robert, uh, um, Mishnah Halachas. So, like, oh, this whole Sefer, this Sefer, how many pages is this? Oh, over 800 pages Sefer, is all about Geras. <laughs> so, um, anyone who's studying Halkas Geras can start, his, 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 and you learned it, this is a good thing. This is the following thing. Nakri Hamas Atta, Hamas That is starting. The guy's in the Geras process, he's going to be, get, he's going to convert, right? He's accepted. Now, we're not talking about a person who walked into Shul, on Rosh Hashanah, says, you know, I want to experience Judaism. Or, you know, I actually had an experience years ago, for all your time here, actually. You know, the usuals who are here are, are traveling, but they were here when this happened. You know, I never do this again anymore. I, I, I put out, advertised, anyone who comes to a Seder will set you up. So we actually had, like, Jews for Jay come here. Jewish what? Jews for Jay. Oh! Messianics. Like, come here. Some are Jewish, and some are Goyim. Yeah, some are actually, these are actually worse. They're Messianics. Like, really loonies. Um, and, like, wacky people. It's a famous, it's a famous Amahad story. Huh? It's a famous Amahad story. This one? Yeah. Uh, they have to renounce, renounce Yashka or, or leave. Oh, that's after the next day. came back. I said to them, <laughs> you have to leave. I'm Jewish. I said, so tell me Jesus is fake. She wouldn't say it. Like, yeah. <laughs> now that week, I was like, that was. How do you hear this? How do you hear this story? You're not telling me this like a week after I came here. <laughs> I was like, concerned you're a messianic. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, it's true. I, I, I kicked them out. I, I, it was John that came very next to me that happened um, years ago. So 
you know, that's not something, but my point is, like, somebody walks in, they want to experience a, a Seder. Like, these ladies, the main thing is they want to come as Passover. Like, they had this Messianic, you know, they have Seders, whatever. Um, I mean, I've, I've, I've dealt with them extensively, by the way. Both Messianics, and, but usually it's not in the building. And not, mm. and I'm not as worried as my house, I don't want going to other people's houses, you know, and having their, their last supper. Uh, <laughs> you know, so... My point is, someone walks in there when they convert. It doesn't, not, 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 not. Someone's always seriously converting. You know, in the conversion process, they're accepted, they're learning, they have a harusa, they're, 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 you know, they have to be five years into, uh, five years, five months into it, you know, for two years into it. They're accepted, they're really in the process of conversion. So, it, so it's a bismanak, uh, uh, he's a bismanak karav. I don't know if he's going to say that. He says, he's a bismanak karav, but whatever, be that, man. This is, this is what it says. Still, you shouldn't invite them. To invite them. And as we said, most far as you can invite them. We had coolers, maybe to corner the food, maybe to let them crash, to uh, inform them, um, maybe to cook all the food before Yom Tif, um, etc. You should invite them. And he says, um, he, he, he says over here, quotes all the sugar that we learned um, on the bottom. He says that, that um, is no, is, we're not, the Chamon, it says, the Mekomah actually should, Chamon are not nitner devarim with Shi'urim. And once they ask her to invite a non-Jew, they're not Mechal between a non-Jew, who is Kathy, and, you know, Kathy, whatever, and Kathy wants to become Sarah, they're not Mechalic. And it was non-Jewish, they're not Mechalic, right? That's what he says. So you still shouldn't invite somebody, even if it's a positive conversion. Perhaps you can be lenient by an orech who's yachid, who's, 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 who's a yachid. Why is this? So he quotes your Shalom Azam Arbach. If you invite one person, um, um, the Shalom Azam says two reasons. First of all, um, you're not worried you're going to add extra p- for the food. Right? Mm-hmm. Here the guy knows you can't cook for him. No possibility. It's a, and in the contrary, the whole purpose of a non-Jew coming, who's converted, coming to meals, is to learn Judaism. They don't want to. You should. They, they know you're not going to break Judaism so they can learn Judaism. And number two, um, you know, it's not such a concern because there's not so many people um, that you're going to have to add on. Maybe by one individual coming to, it's not a problem. That's what he brings down. Um, but he says this is only an orach, an orach, yachid, an individual person looking. Who's not prominent? Who you're not looking to impress? You know, if uh, if I don't know, um, Warren Buffett comes to the show, and you know, a few years ago, I saw Warren Buffett the chametz in Omaha for Pesach. Right? He was the guy who bought it. They had to redo it. They did it. They sold it to him like two months before Pesach. It was the only appointment that he'd open. <laughs> but they sold they sold whatever chametz they had on Pesach. But imagine the following, honestly. Warren Buffett comes to the show. He says, Rebbe Levine, I want to convert. Now, I, I'm going to be very honest. I Hopefully, I, I hope that I, I wouldn't treat him any different. And I hope if he comes to my house, I, I'm young, but let's be honest. Warren Buffett, you start thinking, like, Warren Buffett's going to convert. What a donor. What a... <laughs> <laughs> Would the rabbi be considered a judge at that point? What? That's not considered like a show fate at that point. It's not, sure. like, it's not. It's not like it's not like somebody who's like more important, like 
who gets treated differently because they're no, no, but it's not. It's, I'm not explaining it treated differently. I don't think I would treat him differently as far as a conversion. I don't. I honestly don't. But I do think that if he came to my house, I'd feel more like, well, I got some good food. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think. You know, I, I would think to myself like, you know, um, I better, uh, you know, I I should make sure that this guy is impressed. You know. So, even if he's a yachid, if Shol Zalman says, you know, you don't have to be Warren Buffett, right? You could be somebody else, right? You know, and have that uh, reality, yeah. Yeah? So, he says, they can't be a prominent person, because, not because of the conversion, because of who they are. You want to honor them even so. Um, you know, there's something to, again, a consideration. Uh, so, if he comes by himself, Mutter, Afshul uh, Hashanah, so he can join a few. Let's say Right, you're gonna be. Uh, it's gonna bother you. You're not gonna enjoy your simple Right, it's you're so close to this person. Uh, then uh, it says you can't. You can invite him. You just can't cook for him. Right, or, or prepare a yomtiv. And then he brings down. Um, we said this last week, right? The Zayis Rana, we said this last week, that you can cook, uh, you can, you can't, since no one's cooking on, on Shabbos Amtif, right? So the Zayis Ranan brings down, you can be make all to invite the Gleg for a Yamtif Shabbos meal, mm. right? We said this last week. We said, well, should there be Pasha, you can't cook? We said, no, because maybe the Gezer of Hazim, the Zayis Rana was not talking about a convert in the process. Zayas on any guy. If you want to invite your neighbor, your neighbor really wants to see a Pesach Seder. Let's imagine the following thing. It wasn't, now again, there's other issues of inviting a guy to a Pesach Seder, your wine, maybe teaching Torah. But let's say it, that did happen. Um, the Zayas Ranan uh, says that on Shabbos, since you're not going to cook, there's no problem to invite. Others would argue and say no, because when Chazawar Geyser about inviting Gaim on Yom Tif, they were not they did not distinguish between Yom Tif Shechal B'Shabbos and Yom Tif period. It's a Gzera to invite Gaim on Yom Tif. Lest you add, I Yechel Kakon Shabbos, but maybe the next meal you add. Lamaisa, I think the, the, the Zayasran is more Mestaber. He brings the Zayasran to Halacha. But, uh, you know, because, you know, I have to worry if I invite our Friday night they're going to cook the next meal, like, you know, like that far I want to go. Interestingly enough, he brings an interesting question down. He says, let's say you're in Eretz Yisrael, and it's the second day Yom Tov. So you're in Eretz Yisrael, so you're in Eretz Yisrael. Could you invite a Nachri to any, to any, in any conversion camp, any, any guy, to your student on the second day? Why? Right? Because you can ask any Israeli to cook for the guy. If you, you right? Maybe, maybe in second day in Eretz Yisrael, at your student on Eretz Yisrael, you can go ahead and uh, cook for that. Wait, when you say second day, which you give us an example? Sukkot lunch day two. Sukkot day two. You're keeping two, but you're in Israel where they're only keeping one. Oh, okay. Right. <coughs> so Meisah Shahaya, many years ago, I used to go every year to Sukkot. I became the rabbi over here with my in-laws to Israel. They go to Israel for Sukkot. I'm just serious enough. So, so I, I, they were my 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 in-laws are very into Kirov. A lot of people, even, my, even now, my shvigar, my mother-in-law has I'm Guzma, twenty guests on the average Friday night. Russian Jews, non-religious Jews, average Friday night. She has twenty guests on Friday night. I'm the opposite. I have Shabbos day. She has Friday night. She's a Friday night person. 
Fine. Uh, this is so there's, they have these Hebrew kids come over. One meal. And I was like the ho- I was the one dealing with them the whole time. I sat next to them, I'm dealing with them, you know, like the, the Hebrew kids. Um, um, the next day they came back and they brought a friend. So I'm talking to them, I'm talking to them, and it turns out this guy was a guy from like Kansas who wanted to see what a circle meal was like. So we didn't invite him. The first thing I told my my you know, I said, do not cook anything was fine. <laughs> yeah, because it can't cook, but it came up. But quite frankly, when I look now, when I was thinking about it, is I could it could be it could have been invited for him, right? It could you know it could be even if I knew about it, you could have invited him because second day yomtiv, right? Because it happened in second day. We had the first day in second day yomtiv. In Eretz Yisrael. In Eretz Yisrael. Yeah. And in Eretz maybe he says, Lord God, because you can ask any Israeli can cook mm-hmm. on, on that. You know? There's no chashash, I mean, Yarb and Shvilo in that case. On the contrary, the Etzim that did in Eretz Yisrael is you cook, cook. You're a, you're a chutznik, you have to go ahead and cook. So maybe that case you can. So, you know, it's interesting, by this case, again, you can't really cook for non-Jews. That's not going to happen. Now, it's an Israeli rice to cook for non-Jews. Um, it's an Israeli rice to cook for non-Jews. And it's an incident to invite. We discussed tonight is maybe someone in the process of conversion, the Urkulas. Um, this question, right now, this year, there's actually going to be practical. You know, someone just adopted a child, and if they're not converted mm. by Yomtith, that can be practical. Um, there are people who, are, who, have, who, are, who have spouses that are intermarried, that's practical. Um, but the next Shiloh is we want to create that Shiloh. I, I, honestly, I've said many times, um, you know, if you look at Shabbos and Yom Tif in the holidays, you know, inviting guests, inviting Jews, our brothers and sisters who don't know about Yom Tif, is a tremendous idea. I mean, we're trying to mitzvah. You know, uh, how do we not look to invite Jews? Like, how do we not look to make car of Jews to Hashem's Torah and to share the wealth and, and the, and a, of a Sukkis of a Rosh Hashanah? But we also need to know halacha. And so next week, we're going to deal with a really serious Shiloh. And that Shiloh really is, because, again, somebody who's a break in the Shabbos, Mechal Shabbos, what you do in that situation is not so simple. Okay? Um, if you're a parent, what you do in that situation, do you not invite your kid for the Yom Tif? Yeah. How do you deal with that? Well, we'll touch on that next week as well. Um, but I think what's much more practical for all of us is, what's Salah Shnishbal? Right? What is that status and how that affects this halacha? Not only does it affect it of inviting, but it invites to cook. <laughs> right? Because if you have a big yumtus, if my mother in law is going to have 25, 30 Russian kids on the night of Rosh Hashanah or the second night, could she cook for them? Right? A, a lot of them are not the Mechal Shabbos. Is it other Tinik Shishba? What if they're not Russian? What if, they're in, what if you're in Shalayim? And it's a Sephardi group, and they know a lot more. Are they Kinnikishinishba? Right? What about the water on the table? We're not gonna, we'll, we'll, we'll touch that in passing. You know, does it have to be Bavushal? You know? Mm. Um, <clears throat> all of these halachas are very no get to me. We'll get to the next week. Okay. Uh.